You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids, welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and uh, not only am I one day late with this podcast, I am two days late with this podcast. I had streaming issues, and uh, I forgot to do a backup recording, which I just did again. I'm going to hit it now just in case. I think it's working. Well, maybe not. Dang it. One more time. Boom. Now I got a backup recording. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so sorry about that, but I'm here to pick the fights for UFC uh, 240. One and I'm doing this right before weigh-ins, which is a little risky here. But I, I have some predictions. I want to get them out there. I thought they were great last night, but maybe they'll be better again today. So, anywho, uh, sorry for the live technical difficulties here. Uh, obviously, to UFC 241, Cormier versus Miocic two takes place this Saturday, August 17th, at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. So, we'll see what's up there. The first fight of the night I want to pick is Rafael Asunso versus Corey Sanhagen. Um, let's just take a look at here. Asuncio, really one of the underrated guys in the 135-pound division. Uh, his last loss was Marlon Moraes, who just fought Henry Cejudo for the vacant Bantamweight title. Um, before that, he's got wins over Rob Font, Matthew Lopez, Marion Marlon Marias, he does have a win over, which is interesting as well. He's actually got a win over uh, Aljamain Sterling back in the day. That was back in 17. He did lose once to TJ Dillashaw, but he beat him once before that. And then you got Corey Sandhagen. Um, I do think this fight could be a sleeper, but I think it's a bit of a mismatch here. Uh, Corey last beat John Lineker back in April, Mario Bautista, Alessandra. It's not exactly as much of a who's who as uh, as Essential is going to get. And I, you know, I am a big believer in strength of schedule. So I think Essential's got this for sure. All right. Next up, this is another under the radar fight uh, Derek Brunson against Ian Heinz. Uh, Ian is famously known for uh, overcoming drug addiction, like uh, many fighters. Uh, first one that comes to mind is Jared Flash Gordon. Uh, you will remember that Derek Brunson just beat Elias Theodoro, which then led him to get cut. I think there's probably some other reasons there. Loses to Israel, Adesanya, um, which, you know, he that's no... That's no big deal, right? Because he's the best in the division. Honnado Souza loses that guy, but he has wins over Leo Machida, Judo Jan, and Judo Dan Kelly. Uh, that fight against Anderson Silva, I thought he probably won that fight. And of course, he also loses to the champ, Robert Whitaker, before he was a champ. But, I mean, this guy's fought nothing but killers, you know? And then you got Ian. And I'm having a little trouble pulling up his information. There we go. 31 years old. Um, He just beat Antonio Carlos Jr., Cesar Fiera. Justin Sumter, not really sure who that is. That's a contender series guy. Um, here's the thing. I'm going with an upset here. I think I like Ian in this fight. I think he's hungry. I think he wants it more. Brunson's style tends to be a little hesitant at times, and I think Ian may take advantage of this. And how you know, 
he's got some wins by knockout. His last two were by decision, but yeah, I'm going with the upset here. Mark it. Now, this next one, Yoel Romero, Paulo Costa. Okay, I'm going to say it right now. I don't know what's going to happen here in the next half an hour, but my guess is that Yoel does not make weight. Why would I think he would? He has not made weight twice in his last two fights. Uh, his loss against Robert Whitaker and his win against Luke Rockhold. Um, you know, Yoel's another guy that's fought the tops in the division. Robert Whitaker, he, of course, lost to twice. Uh, Chris Weidman, he beats. Souza, he beats. Uh, Machida, he beat. Kennedy, I don't know if that was a win or not because I felt like he cheated to win that. That's the whole hand in the glove thing on the stool, whatever. And then you got Costa, led by Captain Eric, who's one of the most underrated coaches in MMA just because of his shtick. But I will tell you this uh, Henry Cejudo is no accident. They plan a camp around Henry, tailored to his needs. Why would I not think he would do this with Paula Costa? And let's look, take a look at his wins Uriah Hall, Johnny Hendricks. Uh, all the bang boosts. Ah, here's the thing. I don't know how much Yoel is killing himself at 41, 42 years old to make 185 pounds. He is a big dude. Uh, and then you got Costa. I think I'm going to go with the upset on this one as well. I think Costa is young and hungry. I think he's underrated. It's people say, you know, he doesn't have the strength to schedule, whatever. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to go the Captain Eric route. I think that his coaching and his training will be the difference for the modern day MMA fighter and we will see if I'm correct on that or not. Next up, we have Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz. The return of Nate Diaz after wow, 3 years I think. His last uh loss over Conor McGregor, which I think he probably won. Here's the thing with this one. Conor McGregor Undersized for 175 pounds, or 170 pounds rather. Nate Diaz, he's bigger, probably better suited for 165 pounds, but way bigger than Connor. I think the difference here is Connor didn't have that one punch knockout power that he's used to at 170 pounds. Pettis just cracked one of the biggest uh, welterweights in the division, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and proved he's got knockout power at 170 pounds. Now, here's the rub. I get that Nate, uh, maybe not so active, but he's a good martial artist. Obviously, we have Pettis that has been more active, but I'm saying right now, Pettis wins this fight. Nate is about as overrated as you can get just because of his popularity. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. Nate has not had a good run, man. Here, look, Let's look at Pettis first. Lose, I'm sorry, wins. Steve Wonderboy Thompson, just like I said, that's at welterweight. Loses to Tony Ferguson because he broke his hand. Uh, that was just a corner stoppage, and I totally agree with that. Beats Michael Chiesa. Loses Dustin Poirier. I think that was that weird, uh, uh, I think that might have been that weird rib injury. Beats Jim Miller. Loses to Max Holloway, uh, fighting in a weight class he should have never tried to fight at. That was 145 pounds. Um, beats Charles Oliveira. Okay, and then he had a skid, you know. After beating Gilbert Melendez, he did have a skid there. Dos Anjos, Eddie Alvarez, Edson Barbosa. This is way back in 2016, though. I think he's shown that he's rebounded. Now, take a look at Nate. You're on steroids. No, Nate, you're on steroids. Um, 
he has fought Conor McGregor twice. First time decisively beat him. Uh, last time decision loss, which I thought probably could have went his way, but I, I'm not putting a lot of stock in that because I think Conor's way too small. Um, but he beats Michael Johnson, but loses the RDA, Rafael Desanos, and this is at lightweight. Beats Gray Maynard, loses, gets knocked out by Josh Thompson, loses to Ben Henderson, okay? Both these guys, well, I know Ben Henderson for sure. Pettis beat him. You know, the Showtime kick decision, and, and then he submitted him, a real slick, slick decision. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why people are confusing Nate's notoriety with his skill level. <clears throat> I don't think he's going to do it. In fact, I, 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 I'm very sure he didn't do it. And he's not going to go back to 155 pounds, too. And I know y'all think Ariel Hawani broke that. I predicted that a long time ago. You can look back at my MMA fight picks last November 2018 before Ariel came on and uh, got the great interview with Nate Diaz. That is a great interview, by the way. You should check that out. And uh, he asked the question, what, what's your future 155 pounds? I'm not saying I fed him that question. I'm sure as a great journalist as he is, he was going to ask that question on his own. But Nate didn't like 155 pounds. I remember when he did that stint 170 pounds years ago. He didn't want to make he didn't want to cut the weight. He says he doesn't get paid enough to cut the weight. And I that always stuck with me. And even though that was years ago. So yeah, Pettis beats Nate Diaz. May even knock him out. I'm not gonna lie. He may knock him out. Uh the main event of the evening, Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic. I hate picking between these two. Both great guys. Stipe followed me on Twitter way back before he was super famous. But here's the thing. I picked Miocic to win the first fight. I really did. And I didn't think Cormier would be heavier than him, and he, and he ended up being heavier. But now there's a little bit of a backstory there that he was coming off a of back, uh, back surgery. He didn't have time to cut down as, as much as he needed to, and he's weighing about 240, 238 range now. This is before weigh-ins, and this was according to his interview with, with Ariel Hawani. And then you got Stipe. You know, probably the greatest heavyweight of all time just because he's defended the belt more than any heavyweight ever has. I don't know how else you measure that. So here's what I'm thinking. I, I don't think I gave Cormier a fair enough chance at heavyweight. I think he's a better fighter at heavyweight than he is light heavyweight because, well, let's face it, he's got two losses at light heavyweight, both to John Jones, mind you, but I think that weight cut takes something out of him. And I think at heavyweight, he's undefeated. And he has handled guys. I mean, uh, Derek Lewis was pretty quick, though. But but let's go way, way back here. Uh, all the way back to Roy Nelson, Frank Mir, Josh Barnett, Bigfoot Silva. Back when Bigfoot Silva was really hard to handle. I know this was way back in, golly, 20, 2011. That doesn't even seem possible. But that was just when he was starting fighting. I mean, really, the only thing Cormier knew how to do was take you down and hit you. Uh, his skills are way suppressed that, and he's, you know, people say he's a slow starter, this and that. He swarmed Stipe, and I think mainly because he had the energy to swarm Stipe. I don't know what happens if this fight goes on a long time, but, uh, you know, Stipe's got the wins too. I mean, he made Nganu look silly. He beat, uh, JDS in a rematch, Alistair Overeem, Verdum, I mean, knockout, knockout, knockout. Uh, you know, his last loss was junior back in, you know, before Cormier was junior 2014, but he has shown tendencies that he can lose. Uh, he got knocked out by Stefan Struve, 
Cormier doesn't show that at heavyweight. And I think in the end, uh, I think in the end Cormier has this. So those are my predictions. Sorry I am late this week getting the podcast out. And until next time, until next week, I will try to get this out earlier. I'll be on a new platform, but I hopefully you can still find me in the same places. If you are having trouble finding uh, a link there, please let me know. And, uh, oh, yeah, last time you fought Stipe, I was impressed by Daniel striking, to be honest. Thank you, Sir Vanderbilt. Yes, I am too. And thank you for joining in on the Periscope. Um, you can catch me on the YouTube, AaronSaysWhat.com. All my links are there. Any broken links, please let me know. I'm in the midst of, like I said, switching platforms. And sorry to cut you all short, but I am out of here. Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own.